Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Taking Over the Photo Pit, a music photography podcast held by me, Boston Schultz, where I interview badass concert photographers. And oh my gosh, today I am so excited because I got to sit down with Polly, who I've admired her ambition and her desire to create a community. She is the founder of Black Women Photographers website, which is a website platform that hosts all of these amazing black women photographers. This website, she's grown to a community and really helped other photographers find their group of people and talk about issues in the community as well as open up jobs and opportunities for them. And I just love her ambition, how she wants to help other people and her motivation. So I'm so honored to sit down with her today. In this podcast, we actually talked about the election a little bit, which this is coming out on election day. So I hope that you all went out and voted and made your voice heard. But this is a great podcast episode to listen to because I think Polly is incredible. Her work, amazing, but also she has so much great advice about community, getting started, and just like really finding your group of people in the industry and knowing your worth. So we're going to dive right into this. This is a good one. Hi, Polly. I am so excited to have you here. I am actually like a little bit nervous because I have been following your work for a few months now and I was like, I have to have her on the podcast. I want to talk to her. So before we dive into all of that, can you just give us a background of who you are, uh, where you're located, how you got started shooting, how you got into photography, just like an intro about yourself and your photography career. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I hope I will live up to expectations because <laughs> um, I'm just normally behind the scenes. So all of this talking is new for me. Um, but I'm Polly. I'm from Nairobi, Kenya. Um, grew up in Kansas, though, for most of my life. Um, and then from there on, we moved to Oregon. Um where I spent, like, after my freshman year of high school, I spent the remainder of my high school year in Oregon, and then I stayed there for my undergrad at the University of Oregon. Um, And then after that, you know, with different internships, I moved a little bit, so I moved to uh, DMV for an internship at NPR in D.C., and then went to Little Rock, Arkansas to intern at a newspaper, the main newspaper there. Um, and then I found myself in Brooklyn, New York right after that. And so uh, I've been doing a little twists and turns. I've been working remotely in Oklahoma for a little bit as well at my mom's place. Um, so yeah, a little bit of everywhere. Uh, you know, what brought me to photography though, it all started for me when I was in Oregon. When I moved from uh, Kansas to Oregon, it was a really hard adjustment for myself. It was actually really, really hard. I just, you know, I was new to the state. All I knew was Kansas. Uh, I grew up in a very traditional Kenyan upbringing. And, you know, my mom is the oldest of 12, so we have a lot of family and friends that have since, you know, relocated to the states. Um, And so that's what I was surrounded by. And then I moved to Oregon. It felt like a whole other world. Um, And, you know, it's like I wasn't used to the fact that there's only one season there, really, rain. And then... Uh, it was very white. I wasn't used to that as well. Uh, and so it was very interesting trying to adapt and it was a huge culture shock for me. 
Uh, and so I found photography by um, my high school counselor. One of them recommended that I get involved because uh, so, I did one year in Portland and I absolutely hated it. And I did the following year in Eugene. Uh, and so the that high school, that's where my counselor said, okay, there's different activities that you can get involved in and really just try to make the most of it. And so did yearbook. Um, and that's like the first time I really picked up a camera, I would say and just started, you know, exploring, and it was really, for me, like, a lifeline to really just get myself out of this rut that I was in, and really just, okay, this is where I'm at, this is my situation, you know, what can I do about it, and so, um, you know, photography was just, like, a creative outlet, a way for me to really just get to know people, get to know my surroundings, and really just find a positive way to deal with the circumstances that I was in at the time. Yeah. I feel like so many people turn to photography for an outlet and that's so amazing for your like guidance counselor in school. People to be like, here, do this because it's going to be fantastic. And it spiraled into something amazing. So I love that. Um, I wanted to talk about like your portrait work and everything because when I was looking at your website and like refreshing myself on your like work, there is this one portrait that's, I think, the opening portrait on your website that's this w woman that has uh, sunflowers in her hair. And it's just so beautiful. And I was, like, typing something up on my computer, and my boyfriend walks in, and he, he mentioned it and commented on it. And most of the time, he knows that, like, I'm just looking at photography stuff, and he never, like, really, you know, talks about everything. But he was like, that's a stunning portrait. And I was like, I know. She's <laughs> incredible. <laughs> so when it comes to your portraits, you really capture, like, like the soul of the person. I know that that kind oh, of sounds no. cliche. I'm put that on my resume. Like, <laughs> Polly captures the yes, soul in I her love photo. That. But like, when it comes to like your style and stuff, like, what are you hoping to capture? Like, how do you capture the these like beautiful portraits? <laughs> I already answered your question for you. <laughs> no, no. Uh, seriously, I mean. Thank you, first of all, to you and your boyfriend. I mean, for me, <laughs> that was shot in, um, that was shot last year at Curl Fest uh, in New York and was my first time attending. And obviously, you know, the hair, you know, her hair with the sunflowers just stuck out to me. And then just, you know, I stopped mm -hmm. her for a second to take a photo. And now I've used that photo like almost everywhere. <laughs> Literally, like now, um, because I was recently profiled, uh, spotlighted, I should say, by NASDAQ for their campaign, Amplify yeah. Black Voices. And it's one of my favorite photos. So I used that as a part of the campaign. But, um, you know, I, really, I guess, you know, you said it better than me, but <laughs> I, I really do try to capture people's personality, just their essence. I really just, you know, I feel like everyone has something unique about them. I know that sounds super cliche, but it's true. And I... I really, like, when I'm at these huge festivals or wherever it may be, I, I try to stop almost everyone if I can, but, um, you know, just to show that diversity. Uh, mm -hmm. And so, you know, with her, I mean, it was her hair that drew my eye, but, I mean, she just, I mean, it was just easy. It was, like, I think, I want to say it probably took maybe, like, two minutes. Like, you know, I don't have much time with people or less than that, and, you know, to just get their photos in, in these big settings. But then when I'm with, you know, in a, 
intimate study or it's like a one-on-one thing then obviously that could take more time but when you only have a few minutes or less because they want to go about their business and about their day as well when they're at these settings um you really just try to you know make hopefully build some rapport quickly just introduce yourself (laughs) your approach um and I, i find people just becoming really comfortable and in that way you know they just the work <laughs> makes my work easy really it just you know it shows I would say in the portraits and so yeah I really love that photo yeah it's stunning you said that you took it at a festival mm-hmm. was it, um have you been doing a lot of festival work or is this where you kind of get a lot of your portraits do you do studio work like what's your yeah, I guess the so, majority of your work um well pre-pandemic <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. pre-pandemic, I would say I was doing, I, I after I moved to New York, because I moved to New York in 2018, and so that's when I really, like, actually started doing more festivals when I was in New York, so I did, like, Curl Fest and Afropunk, and that's where mm-hmm. a lot of my portraits are from recently, um, just because, you know, there's a sea of people that are coming in their absolute best, you know, dressed mm-hmm. and press. Um, or just showing their, you know, unique personalities within their style. And so uh, it was easy to just take, you know, beautiful portraits in those, like, settings. And then, um, you know, prior to that, and, you know, prior to, like, the pandemic, a lot of, you know, music and concerts, um, street style, fashion. Um, Before that, I would even dabble in sports a little bit of, you know, and so for me, it, it varies, but I, I honestly just love just shooting, I, I, sorry, photographing. I'm trying to change my language, you know, mm. there's been conversations with versus, shooting versus photography, you know. So photographing people, um, I've been, you know, I think that's just what I love to do is just people in general, wherever the setting may be, whether it's a concert, whether it's a festival, whether it's Afropunk or Carl Fest, whatever it may be, I just really like capturing people. Um, and specifically, I've been doing a lot of, you know, a lot of my work centers black women as well. Uh, and so, you know, that is what I ultimately like to document. Um, I haven't really been doing any of like the recent protests or um, any of the recent just conversations that have been taking place just because, you know, when the pandemic first hit, like I also just needed time to like mentally, you know, deal with the situation. I just was not in any mood to, you know, capture anything. So I haven't picked up my camera in a couple of months actually. Um, And so for me, I've been doing other assignments like writing, Um, but this month I've challenged myself to pick up my camera at least twice for like personal projects I've been wanting to do uh, and to like not feel like I'm not a photographer. Uh, so, you know, and get back into that creative, uh, you know, swing of things. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this last year has thrown a lot at people and it's it's been a tough situation to try to continually create. I want to talk a little bit about the like photography industry and the black women photographers website because this seems like this has been a crazy year for you because this picked up earlier this year can you tell us more about the website why you started it and how this all kind of came about oh yes it's my baby um so (laughs) 
Okay, uh, so let's see. Oh my goodness. What is my sense of time? Okay, so we're in October. Um, in 2018, I created a Twitter list called Black Women Photographers when I was still in Oregon slash just, you know, um, interning at other places and I you know, aspired to be a photographer and so for me I just needed you know that inspiration and motivation and just like that sense of community and finding others uh, within the you know, industry that look like me um, and being in Oregon you know like I said it's predominantly white and so for me I did I didn't really know any other black photographers at all and I especially did not know any other black women photographers um, I went to a conference called NABJ, the National Association of Black Journalists, where I finally, you know, found that community, found, you know, other black journalists and black photographers. But again, they were scattered and they weren't necessarily in Oregon. Um, at least the photographers weren't in Oregon uh, when I went. And so for me, you know, I made that list in 2018, just like on my own, just adding people randomly as they popped up on my timeline. And then in May of this year, 2020, is when I, like, because I tweet out my list often, and so I, I recently tweeted it out in May, and um, it had a couple hundred retweets, and then someone, another photographer, she suggested that I should, like, you know, create a site and do something with it, and I was like, okay, I didn't know what exactly, you know, what I was thinking then, but I used from May to you know, end of June to really just think about it, to really just build something um, with the list. And so I reached out to people who I randomly added saying, hey, this is what I want to do, would you be interested? Um, and got back, you know, responses from most of the people who, and they said yes. And so, you know, from then on, I, you know, created a form and had people fill it out with a series of questions like, um, you know, first it was obviously like the first couple or like the, you know, who you are, like who you are, your pronouns, where you're located. Uh, and then the others were like, what do you specialize in? What would you want from a community? Do you want a mentor? Uh, do you want your portfolio reviewed? Like a series of questions. And so from that, I then built the site with Squarespace just because it's user friendly and um, I really wanted the attention to, you know, obviously be focused on their photographs. And so for me, you know, now it's growing quickly by the day. And it's like, you know, by day I work on New York Public Radio. By night I do this. And, you know, at all hours of the day, because again, the community is pretty global now. And so for me, it's like I get inquiries from like 2 a.m. and but 2 a.m. is really like 6 a.m. for somebody else and it's a lot <laughs> it really is a lot it's so like if you get an email from me at like 3 a.m. it's actually me because I'm actually up and I'm working <laughs> on black women photographers um it's not because I scheduled it it's so it's really hard to balance it all but um you know it's a database first and foremost because the goal is to get black women hired um, but then outside of that, it's just the different programming and initiatives to really just help empower us and to help, you know, because when you, you know, as a photographer yourself, when you enter this field, there's no like welcome committee. There's no like, mm -hmm. here's the blueprint. Here's what you can do. Here's like the business side of photography, everything you need to know about pricing and negotiating and contracts and marketing. And, you know, there's none of that you really learn as you go by a trial and error you know um just the hard way and for me I'm trying to help 
others not learn the hard way. So I'm tapping into my network um, and inviting people, you know, to share their skills, to just present, like I said, you know, Q&A, informal, just creative conversations, just to help this, you know, support us Mm -hmm. in this group and growing professionally. Because during this downtime, not a lot of us are working actively um, in the field of photography. And so for those who are not, but or even if those who are still, I think, you know, using this time while we are mainly, you know, virtual and remote to really just learn and get better and and be more street smart about what we're doing, really. Um, And so for me, that's just like what I've been doing is different, like programming around that. Um, and then I also kicked it off with a COVID-19 relief fund because again, you know, I am working and so I have the privilege of like, okay, I haven't picked up my, my actual camera for an assignment since March, but you know, that's because it comes with a certain privilege because I have a full-time job. And so Mm -hmm. for me, you know, I, a part of this, I was doing like series of conversations with people, um, to really, again, understand their needs and, I wasn't just trying to make this for the sake of it. I'm trying to be really intentional, thoughtful with it. And so uh, part of that was the relief fund. Um, My goal was 7,000 because I wanted to launch it on my birthday, 7-7. Past over 14,700 in total raised uh, and distributed that to quite a few um, women in the States, but also internationally. and so that ended September 30th officially, but, you know, I'm still doing different initiatives to help. For example, there was this recent grant and it has now closed, but um, this women photographers grant from uh, this museum, their entry fee was 36 then they raised it to $39, but, um, you know, helped use my platform to um, get people sponsored for their entry fee so they wanted to enter the grant having an entry fee wouldn't be the barrier because for so many it is. And so I was able to get 40 people sponsored for that. Uh, and so, you know, different ways to provide that relief um, and that support outside of just, you know, the database. Um, but, you know, the database is the, the main focus because again, a lot of the times when I'm hearing from other people or I just see like randomly when I'm scrolling on Twitter and things like that, editors or whoever you know the excuse is the fact that we can't find any or there wasn't any available and I just don't want that this I just don't want to hear that excuse in 2021 when there's several different you know platforms and databases out there and this one Mm -hmm. specifically for black women that should no longer be an excuse I mean it shouldn't be one in 2020 period but (laughs) obviously it has been otherwise we wouldn't be having this conversation and so for me you know just try to find anyone um you know who is a practicing photographer who identifies or is non-binary you know for them i would hope that this could be a platform um and a resource for them and beneficial for them to you know hopefully get more inquiries their way um and for editors who've had trouble in the past for whatever reason or you know just want to get new talent on their radar that this also be this will also be, you know, a resource for them. So I love that a lot of what you said, like you're presenting all of this information out of like genuine, like genuinely wanting to help. 
And I love hearing people say like, this isn't for me. Like I'm trying to build something and have like this community. Like you talked a little bit about, you know, not knowing any other black women photographers in Oregon. And like, I definitely can see how that would be hard because I struggled in the music industry not knowing other women. And I know that these are different topics, but at the same thing, I think this is kind of why I wanted you on the podcast is because a lot of what you're talking about, I think is so important to have that community and to build other people up. Um, Especially right now, you were talking about how like, we don't want to in 2021 have people complain about like not having black photographers on their like roster. It's like, you have clearly proven that there's so many people out there that they can choose from. Like we should no longer have these excuses. And I think that throughout this year, we've seen so many like news articles and things pop up that I think it was like Vogue complained about like not having black photographers or people were talking about that previously. And it was like, this is 2020, like this shouldn't be a problem anymore. Um, But I love the fact that you're talking about community, building a community, um, that you're not looking at this as competition, because I think that it's very easy for photographers to kind of like pin themselves against each other and say like, oh, if you get a job, like that's one less job for me. Um, So like, I really love seeing you just like build other people up and share their work and support them because that just makes me all soft and fuzzy yes no I I totally like exactly and to stress the importance of what you're saying it's for uh because other photographers have said this in the group it really is about community over you Mm -hmm. know competition or whatever the case may be because this industry I don't know it's like every photographer for themselves um and you know it's so much of a cool kid club and then a white man cool kid club at that and so for me and for the others you know we you know this there's also a slack group for us and within the slack there's literally a channel called jobs and grants and we're all plugging in jobs and grants and because it is not about oh if i share this that's one less opportunity i mean literally last was the last month or was it earlier this month Sometime this month, I think, I think it was this month, um, one of the photographers uh, who's now like transitioning uh, into like, she's an archivist as well. Um, she shared this grant opportunity in the Slack channel uh, for this Black Artist Fund. And she said, you guys apply. Uh, they accept people on a rolling basis, but the, the com- upcoming deadline is, you know, this whatever day it was. Um, and so, I don't know how many applied, but I do know because of her Slack in our group that five people have been have been recipients of that grant. Um, and so there is just one example that, you know, it doesn't mean there's one less whatever for you. Like if it's for you, it's for you. And for that moment, whatever, for that opportunity, five people within the group were recipients. Um, just because she decided to share and not, you know, keep it to herself or whatever the case may be. And so really, I think that just shows you that there, there's plenty out there. Like I love to say, as probably many, many times, you know, people have said this, like 
everybody can eat like we can all eat like every single one of us there's so much money out there and you know even this reason was grants and so um trying to get people tapped into that and get grant money and so again you know if it's for you it will be for you and you should be confident in the fact that your work will speak for itself or that maybe that opportunity wasn't the one for you and you just keep Mm -hmm. going anyway you just keep pushing and so for me you know I see that within this group I'm learning about different opportunities through the group um, and vice versa and so I really feel that if that was the culture within the industry we'd all be better for it but until then Mm -hmm. you know at least I will do my part to share resources and share what I know and the other photographers are doing the same um so yeah yeah and i i feel like there's a strong correlation of people who are like helping each other out and building the community and like being a part of sharing like you you tend to be happier yeah <laughs> like, and it's so like strange to me them like you know the the competitive people the ones that are like pinning each other against each other are never the ones that are going home at the end of the day being happy and like if you're involved in a community and sharing and like helping other people grow normally you tend to be one of the happier people so like i always tell people especially like i I started this podcast because I wanted a community in the music industry and it's like I was feeling all of that competition and it's just like let's let's not have that everyone's better off if we're all supporting each other and like you said there's so much money to go around as long as like you make those resources like available make that access available for people like everyone can succeed there's so much opportunity out there so I love hearing that. I love that you built this amazing platform and like I get lost scrolling through and looking at other people's work. And for me, it's so hard to find new people on Instagram. Like Instagram's just showing me, you know, like these, I, Instagram's just showing me memes at this point. I don't even know what it's showing me. Or screenshots of Twitter posts, obviously. Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, exactly. I'm guilty of posting screenshots of Twitter posts on my Instagram. Um, I'm like, I could go to Twitter. <laughs> you know, and I don't know. Like, for me, like, it's still, the, the site is still growing. Like, I literally have over 100 people I need to add to this, the site um, for my That's spreadsheet. So, you know, it's, I tell people to check it often, check it monthly or whatever the case may be just for that, you know, inspiration and get to know more people, more talent on your radar or just people to follow within different fields. Um, And I, and I really, 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 really hope that, (laughs) I really hope that the industry overall, that culture of like, I don't know, it's just toxic. I feel like I get the fact that everyone needs to eat and everyone is concerned about their next assignment or whatever the case may be especially now i haven't had less opportunities because i'm sharing opportunities for others right Mm. like it has not taken away from me at all um recently you know as part of the programming i've been doing creative talks and one of the creatives that was highly requested from the group was this photographer named joshua casey who's also a director. He's He was recently one of the seven directors tapped uh, to work on Beyonce's project, um, 
the the film and so what did he say or that really one of the things he said was um it doesn't take away from you to champion others um and I think those were his words and you know that really hit home for me because I'm like mm -hmm. yes I wish this was the model for everybody else and for this industry because oh my god how much time I would have saved if I had somebody you know if I had a mentor or whatever the case may be and um or just if I all the like cold emails that I reached out to people like again when I was like practicing music is music can be a lonely lonely world like I know you know <laughs> like now I know a lot more music photographers are women but at first oh my goodness this is so lonely and you know I sent a bunch of emails asking can I assist can I help can I whatever can I shoot this concert crickets right crickets mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and just imagine like if you know if someone was willing I mean eventually people were willing to take a chance but and that was just the case earlier of other photographers who had that access could have been like, okay, come, come with me. Like, you know, who knows? But I think really I, I, I'm starting to notice this wave of more support and more like, you know, amplifying others work just naturally. I'm starting to see that across the field. Um, but until it becomes a whole, like, it becomes a part of the culture. Yeah. I think it'll just be hard um, without, you know, if you don't have your own community or cohort or whatever support system. Specifically talking about, like, the photography industry, we are saying a little bit about, like, it does seem to be incredibly toxic. And it's very hard if you're struggling with, like, sexism, racism, any sort of prejudice. So, like, do you have advice for people that are struggling in the industry right now like i know that we talked a lot about like community and obviously there's communities like this that you can reach out to and like find people that are open to talking to you and having that support but do you have other advice for people who like maybe struggling right now uh, or like maybe like needing advice from other people mm, i mean honestly like and i and i know it's easier said than done but um I would really really recommend you know finding a community that you know works for you that fits you and um because during this time I mean we're in this time of isolation we're in this time that we don't know when I mean if there will be like a return to normal quote-unquote like yeah you can just automatically assume that this will be our I hate the word new normal, the no. phrase. <laughs> I hate that phrase, I hate but it. I mean, I like, it. it really is, you know, the new normal in a sense. And so if that's the case, you know, if this, if assuming that this will be what we'll have to deal with for who knows how long, then really, really do try to find a community that, you know, can be there for you or just even one person, really. That's all you need uh, in a sense to call up, to text, whatever case, whenever you're feeling down, whenever you're feeling discouraged, finding a system, um, a support system that can be there for you um, is really critical. I mean, for me, like, I, I love this. I love what I'm building because I'm in being introduced to so many myself and I'm also being able to, like, okay, if I have a question and I can even use it, we have a Slack channel, um, called advice so I can even 
drop in and ask for advice in that channel if I need to. Um, and I know someone from somewhere will answer. And so, you know, it's it really is important to have that system just because, again, like, this time can be very isolating. It can be very hard on your mental health. It will take a toll. Um, even like I said earlier, like, I, for a period of time, just wasn't in any mood to create anything. Um, and so, really, now that we know what it's looking like, you know, with this pandemic, um, and there's a lot of anxiety about the, you know, the next couple of weeks, uh, because of the election, but I mean, I don't know, like, I, I turned to the court, I turned to my own community, like, you know, within Black Women Photographers and outside of it, um, because I know I have that support, I know I can, you know, like, reach out whenever I need to, um, and, really it's just been like the lifeline and I think everyone hopefully would be able to find at least one person that they can turn to um just because it's just so necessary to have that you know it really is and I think that you really like hit the nail on the head with with everyone being like super isolated right now due to COVID everything is just kind of like amplified and stressed and it's really hard for I guess really people to connect with each other like I know that we're on zoom I wish that I could meet you in person like we will one day I have we will will. (laughs) but I just like for me I'm just like cautiously you know optimistic about the future mm -hmm. but I do you know feel that you know what I'm doing now building this up and all of events are virtual I'm looking forward to the day where it's going to be in-person events where I can have you know, meetups everywhere globally. Like I just, um, I just posted on Instagram. Like I had this woman from Barbados reach out and wants to be on the database. I'm like Barbados. Oh my goodness! Now I can't wait until I go to Barbados <laughs> and meet you, or just go and visit because now I know someone in Barbados, um, a black woman photographer, and you know. And so for me, it's like I. I guess I'm just like remaining hopeful that that stuff will happen and I obviously like it seems very like dramatic to say that and so I know like I know that that's gonna happen for a fact but so for now what I'm doing though is making sure you know we can still connect we can still Mm -hmm. get to know each other we can still reach out to people and learn and you know be there for each other even though it's virtual we can still be there for each other and so really trying to find someone that that can be there for you and if you're the person that's usually there for everyone take time to you know (laughs) to like pour into yourself because if you're always pouring out you will get exhausted because being the one to be there for everyone does also take a toll and so if you are that person who's usually there for people really find a way some way to self-care and again this is easier said than done because I'm trying Mm -hmm. to learn myself because right now I feel like I'm always there for people right now because of what I'm doing. And so I'm trying to, you know, have those boundaries set where I can like take a break and just like, okay, maybe this is, should be like office hours or maybe this should be just like my cutoff. And like, I always say like my phone dies and I'm done. <laughs> so if my phone has died or my laptop is dead, then that's the sign that I just need to stop and take a break and just relax and unplug however I can um and so 
really to find a way to like pour back into myself that way I can keep pouring out to others and so if you are that person please find your own way to do that to refill yourself or that way you can you know keep doing this necessary work because it is gonna be a, a while until we can do the things as we normally did and so for that reason really trying to make the best out of it and having that support system when things know when you have bad days there'll be someone mm. there for you for those bad days I love all of that that's great advice like the self-care thing I think just resonates with a lot of people right now that like you need to take time for yourself. And um, I know you quickly mentioned the election. I know so many people that are stressed out right now and like trying to create and trying to do things. And like, you have this like looming dark cloud, you right, know, right. kind of, that's, that's just called the election. Like. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't trying to like say a specific date because I didn't know when you wanted to distribute this, but no. <laughs> No, but that's what it feels like. It really does feel like this, like, inevitable. And you're like, oh, my God. And no, you know, it's, you can't ignore that. And so because of that reason, you don't know what it may go like. Um, yeah. That's why it's better to find that community now <laughs> to help you get through it if, you yeah. know, something happens. <laughs> yeah. And the interesting about, thing about, like, talking about community in, specifically, I think a lot of people think about, like, communities for photography as being somewhere to go to just ask questions about photography. But it's so much more than that right now. Like, it's so much more. It's like you're kind of like all of your online friends coming together and like helping you with whatever issues you have. So it's like, if you're feeling down, if you can't create, if you're like really struggling with the industry in your area, if you have uh, problems like relaxing and having that self care and like you're drained and everything, all of those conversations can be had in these communities. And it's so nice to see these communities open up to you know, forums other than like, what lens should I buy to like, I am really struggling with this issue. Does anyone have advice for me going forward? And I love that. I feel like we all should communicate and talk more because it helps everyone. But like photography communities have blossomed into something much bigger than just asking about gear. Speaking of the industry, I wanted to kind of step back and talk specifically about music and concert photography because obviously this podcast is music and photography, music and concert photography related uh, because that's like what I specialize in and I like talking a lot about music photography and how people get started. Um, and I'm just very curious about your experience because you're also a music photographer and I kind of wanted to hear from like your point of view, how you got started in music photography, um, experiences in the industry, because like I, we talked about, like photography can be toxic. I feel like the music photography industry can be incredibly toxic. Um, but I just wanted to hear about like how you got started in music, like what you like doing in music photography and like what you like your experiences yes for real shout out to all of us women who have been left <laughs> there have been many many reasons to leave um and so you know i think i mean for me like you know again being in oregon 
Um, one, I guess I just, as a music lover too, I wanted to shoot things and document things that were interesting and Oregon really didn't have much except for every now and then there'd be a couple dope concerts um music like specifically like I love to shoot hip-hop uh concerts and so that would be in Portland uh because every now and then you know people would stop by and eventually like now I guess now I would say almost everybody finds a way to make a stop in Oregon but before it didn't seem like that and so uh I let me see when did I start doing that I think I started doing that in my in college is when I started photographing concerts in Portland I would like make that two-hour trek to and from Eugene to Portland um to document these shows and I mean two-hour track when you only get three songs you know (laughs) I mean that just shows like I was really passionate I'm very passionate and I really wanted to do it because a lot of times it's like okay I have a show there's a show at night so I I finish a class drive two hours do that show then drive back at like 12 a.m and like have four hours of sleep because maybe I need to do homework and then wake up for class and act like nothing happened and you know (laughs) edit some photos in between classes and things like that and get it up you know try to be first but not not usually first because again I'm driving to and from um unless I was like assigned that work then before I even get back on the world then I edit my computer uh in the either at the show itself at the venue or in my car soon I would be editing and um to send off files and you know again (laughs) because <laughs> I was really passionate about it and really enjoyed the process um and so for me it was even more than the show itself it was really just the whole process of it um and again with music there's a lot of cool you have a lot more cool and fun stories coming out of uh, shooting <laughs> music events than uh other events typically and so um I don't know like I've never I think I've been only to like two shows just to enjoy a show like anytime I go to a show it's because I'm shooting the show um and now um (laughs) now all of us folks who enjoy shooting concerts and who are music photographers you know I guess we're having a very long uh self-care break or whatever (laughs) or exploring other avenues or building communities like myself you know um because obviously we can't be shooting uh, events right now. And so for me, I don't know, like, I think, I think it's just one, I'm a music lover. And two, I just really enjoyed the process of documenting and you really never know. And it, for me, it was really just like, every time you go into a venue or show, you never know, like, what the setup may be like. You usually mm-hmm. don't know what the lighting would be like or how the crowd will be. And so I found it as a way to really just challenge myself to get better and just to adapt to whatever the situation may be like with lighting and with the crowd and with security because <laughs> I've had issues with security before as well and so um yeah I don't know it was just it was I still keep saying was like it's past life because it feels like past life <laughs> it'll come I don't back I promise I'm you Polly shoot another show it was yeah. great I'm like oh my god I, I don't know I really 
I would love to, you know, shoot a concert. I just don't know mm-hmm. that will be. That one I'm not very optimistic about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so interesting because, yeah, all concerts here have been shut down since March. So I've only shot one concert in that time, and it was a live stream show. So I was the only person in the crowd because I was the only one allowed there. So it was like the band on stage, the sound guys and the lighting guys, and then me in the crowd. Very strange. So strange. And I'm like, I really hope that all shows don't go to this because I kind of miss like fighting for my place up at the front row or like being in the pit. And it... It is so easy to talk about it in past tense, like you you said, because it's like, when is this going to go back to normal? Or are we going to have it? I hate the word new normal. I really do. And, but... and the thing about it is, I mean, more so, like, again, because I was in D.C., um, I've been following about the, like, the local venues, and this big one just shut down. Like, they just closed the doors after... In March, I want to say early in the year, they were celebrating their 10-year anniversary. And now, six months after, like, celebrating, now they have to close their doors. And so, like, Mm -hmm. really, this industry and the music space, it's, I mean, obviously everything's forever changed. But I'm just like, it it really sucks because if there's no venues, we can't even do our, you know, job. And where are these artists and where are the local artists uh, who need these, like, local places to play at? Where will they go? And so for me, I mean, I really hope things get better for the sake of that. Um, Because, I mean, we as photographers, we have our community and then we have our niche communities like music photographers and things like that. And then so Mm -hmm. do the people who attend these shows and look forward to a concert, you know, because it'll give them that break if they're, you know, they just need it or whatever the case may be or to support their favorite artists. And if we don't have that, what can, you know, it's just like so yeah. many people are affected by this. Um, and so, I mean, for the sake of that, because like, I was, I was sad and I don't even know if I ever stepped foot in it. So I was only in DC for a short period of time, but I could just tell like, oh my goodness, like, this is like, lose, when you lose a venue that provides so much for so many people and all those opportunities that, you know, venue open for artists, it's like, I don't know. It it really is sad. And so even Mm -hmm. with photographers, because I'm sure a lot of photographers probably got their start there. Um, It was on U Street Street Music Hall, um, I believe was the name. And so I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of photographers actually do. I mean, I got my start within like music. And so I really, really hope that music returns soon because it is a great way to get your start. And just, you know, it builds so many of our careers um and again the the network within it and the joy it brings i really really hope we can start shooting soon um in whatever capacity it may be socially distant photo pit how about that (laughs) yeah yeah i started doing a lot more festivals last year and i'm just so sad and concerned about it i'm like are we going to have festivals the same way where like people, you know, we're packed in the crowds, like given it's outdoors. So I'm like, I wonder how that plays into things, but 
it's just like, how how is this going to come back? Am I going to enjoy the things that I used to? And it's so funny because, like, I've complained about the music industry a lot. And I'm like, what I would give right now to have an argument with a security guard about letting me into the pit. Like, seriously? Oh, take it. (laughs) (laughs) I will, I will rightfully have those arguments or you know tell him that was not three songs (laughs) you're like i'm staying here i'm staying here that was two songs and you're just (laughs) shouting across the pit two songs oh man yeah i i miss it and i one of the reasons that like again i started this podcast is just to talk to other people about music photography because i'm like i'm so lonely and so sad like please Talk to me, guys, because I want to share, I want to relate to someone. Um, So just to like kind of wrap up this uh, podcast episode, because I've had such a great time talking to you, but I have two questions left to ask you. One is when it comes to your photography career, what are you like looking forward to? What do you define as success? What's like on your bucket list? Like, what are you trying to accomplish when it comes to photography? Oh, man, that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Hmm. I just love hearing other people's, like, motivation and, like, striving for, like, what to do next. Because especially when it comes to, like, you and your career so far, I feel like you've accomplished a lot. You've been highlighted by amazing publications and you're doing so much for a community that I'm like what else is there what else is there Polly you know the lists though you know the the spotlights the press like that's great and all like everybody of course would want that I mean I am thankful for that because really it puts back you know a spotlight on what I'm trying to achieve and what I would want to do in the future and so for me you know that's not the motivating factors the lowest and things like that it's just a plus um and for me I really really want to um build a I for one I want to have my own studio uh and then two I want to have either a creative school or a studio but one here in the states and then another one back in Nairobi um in Kenya and so for me that would be like oh okay after that is when I can probably be like what else is there maybe um but until then I'm like really just again building this community when I'm hearing that someone dropped a a grant and then four other people five now got that same grant because somebody dropped it in the community like that is a benchmark as a sex for success for me um you know when i'm hearing like oh we hired so and so from your database that to me is a benchmark of success um you know even now when i'm seeing these photographers and i'm just scrolling on my twitter and i see them retweeting each other's work that mm-hmm. to me even that like that that's a small win and that is also a benchmark of success or when there's call outs when people are looking for black photographers or photographers and someone plugs the database before me like <laughs> that makes my whole day like that makes it all worth it and so for me those are like the ways i measure success it's not just one item or thing or it's not one press list or anything like that because 
I mean, press is great, but again, like, I, as someone who works in news, I understand how quickly people move on from a press, whatever. So that article is something important, really, for like a day or two, and then people move mm-hmm. on. And so, what are you doing after that press, after the headlines, after whatever like, the case may be, or when people are not looking and writing about you? What are you doing? And for me, what I'm doing is to again amplify Black women and um, you know our voices, our work during this time. And really continue that momentum every single day for that way we're not here having the same conversation about I can't find any or this was the first time this publication ever hired a black photographer like <laughs> I just don't want to be having those conversations anymore yeah. I'm very tired and so for me you know I guess I'm measuring success in like little incremental ways because again even with my career it's been all the small moments of you know success or wins or whatever you want to call it that have led me up to this point that have led me to you know have my work in Times Square things like that but because of the small things I've been doing up to this point and so for me I'm just gonna keep doing that you know day by day (laughs) that's literally all I can mentally grapple is day by day it's all I can handle mentally and so for me like you know I'm working I'm doing a little bit every day to like get to my end goal um and I think of people really just measure it in that way because the big picture having like a studio um, or creative school like that can be overwhelming it overwhelms me sometimes if I think about it in that way but if I think about okay what can I do small in a small way now to get to that point later um, and you know right now I'm like working on a grant an equipment grant um, because you know I did the COVID-19 relief fund and so now I'm going to do a grant that is like a small step to that and so for me it's just different things like that would be like success in my eyes um because again like you said everybody's own you know definition of success is different but for me i really get a lot of joy in helping other black women and others in this space um Mm -hmm. because i tried to navigate it on my own and i almost left and you know if that's the case and that's me and I'm and I have all these different like points of like privilege just because I can navigate like this I went to an undergrad and I know I can at least fall back on my alma mater you know network if I need to but you know it's so and for me it's just like those are like the little things and the little ways I measure success um mm-hmm. because of course I have my big bucket items and things like that like mm-hmm. I mentioned the school the studio but until that point I'm just going to do the little things it takes, do that work that it takes to get to that point and try my best to enjoy the journey as along the way. So, yeah. I love that. I, I, <laughs> Sorry, I know that was long. No, that was that was beautiful. You've said a lot of great things in that. And it's so exciting to like hear someone talk about success in such a beautiful way that's like, here's this overarching thing like I'm taking a step at a time to accomplish it and it's supporting other people I just I love that uh to wrap up what is the best piece of advice that you've received or advice that you want to pass on (laughs) I think it's I think the best piece of advice I've received um really just falls back on like the mental health and self-care like anytime when someone checks up on me like 
Polly, have you slept? Polly, have you drank water? Like, <laughs> you know, it was so silly, like, drinking water or sleeping or whatever the case may be. But those, like, checkups and, like, the genuine, like, you know, are you good? Um, you know, checkups, I guess, would be, like, translating into advice that I just need to do a better job of, like, taking care of myself. Because if I can't, if I don't do that, then I can't, obviously, mm-hmm. I can't do this work. Um, and so I think that has been like the most beneficial advice for me um outside of like you know just like the business and like the street smart and you know the the ways that we can hustle smart and kind of like advice that we all get at one point or another but for me really it's like when you when someone's generally like checking up on you um for me like that does more so in the long what in the long term and so for me I think that's like the best like pieces of advice I've received nice everyone listening stay hydrated <laughs> it's very yes important. I'm gonna drink some water after this and just you know mind my business <laughs> ask some people to the database <laughs> I love it always working always doing something um well thank you so much Polly before we sign off can you please get a give a quick shout out to where people can find your work and follow you on like social media or whatever yes please follow Polly Rungu at Polly P-O-L-L-Y I-R-U-N-G-U that's my handle on all social media platforms um and again you know if you're following me I would hope you also follow Black Women Photographers. <laughs> so you can check it out at blackwomenphotographers.com. I've also have the redirect with Black Women with the X photographers.com. And then I also have whitemenphotographers.com as a fun little redirect that you can use at any time to <laughs> spotlight and amplify. I this love that. <laughs> so. If you want to, you know, get a couple quick retweets, a couple hundred retweets or so, that everybody who, you know, tweets that out has, you know, they get a couple of retweets or so. So, because <laughs> it throws people off guard. So I set that redirect up, redirect up as well if you want to, you know, support and amplify this group. I, I'm dying. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to go to Twitter and tweet that out, like, right after this podcast. Yes. Uh, I love that. Um, And for everyone listening, all of the links will be in the description of this podcast. So please go check out Polly and Black Women Photographers. Um, Polly, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited that we finally got to sit down and talk. It was such an honor talking to you about your platform, your like support and community. And it's just inspiring to me and I love it. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much. No problem. And I hope to see you in the pit. (laughs) 